Hey world, this is Ross with my podcast. This is episode 32. Welcome back. Um, on the last podcast, I had my roommate Dan chatted a little bit about Thanksgiving, what it's like to be a transplant here in Nashville. And it was a good conversation. I feel like with those conversations, I need to go a little bit longer. We uh, kept it short and sweet, which might be good for a new podcast, but I feel like we could have went the distance, but you know, there was a lot of uh, a lot of food to be cooked for Thanksgiving. Anyway, welcome back to Hey World. Um, I have a couple. I have three great shows coming up, and that will wrap up my year. The first one is December eighth at the True Music Room at the Cambria Hotel here in Nashville, Tennessee, with Emily Chambers and Drew Dixon. Drew is a good friend of mine. I actually met Drew on our uh, first tour ever down in Athens, Georgia. And he um, he he moved here. I think a couple years before me. Great band, great guy. Emily Chambers is uh, a good friend of mine too. It's going to be a great night of music. And then obviously December fourteenth and fifteenth, back with uh, Phil and Paul at Opus and Salem. So if you're on the North Shore, tell a friend. We're going to have a ton of special guests, a bunch of new music to be played, a bunch of new covers. It's going to be a wild night. So that's uh, December 14th and 15th, and that is the end of uh, of my year of performances of 2018 for old Rossi boy. Um, so come out to those if you're in Nashville or if you're in Massachusetts or the New Eng- the greater New England area. Um, hey World playlist, I'm gonna up that update that today with some good new music. Um, good <laughs> idiot with some good new music. Um, <laughs> And as always, uh, check out This Is Not Forever on Spotify. It's almost turning one year old, which is crazy. Um, and uh, Your Dude Stoked on Instagram. Y-O-U-R-E, Dude Stoked. Get yourself a pom-pom slash toboggan hat for the uh, for the ski season. We'll have them both the shows and uh, yeah, pick up some gear. Cool. Here we are. Hey, world. Episode 32. We made it. <laughs> Hey everybody, I'm back, solo podcast, episode 32, Three Witch Media's tuned in on Instagram already. Um, For any of you who are watching the podcast on Facebook or Instagram, typically what I do is uh, there's an intro that I record before I go live, and then, um, and that has like some upcoming shows and uh, some information about Dude Stoked and all that stuff, just your basic intro. But I figured as we're getting closer to these last shows, I'd let you all know if you're only tuning in on um, Facebook and Instagram. But December 8th, if you're in Nashville, I'm at um, the True Music Room at the Cambria Hotel with Drew Dixon and Emily Chambers. That's going to be a badass show. And then uh, if you're on the North Shore, um, check out opus december 14th and 15th we are doing two nights me paul and phil uh your classic salem vix trio show um we're gonna have a bunch of special guests some sit-in guests some really good openers and that's just gonna be a great night of music uh to bring in the holiday so december 14th and 15th at opus and salem check it out be there cool i figured i'd let you all know um and if you just tune in on Facebook and Instagram, you can always subscribe on uh, iTunes, and then you can just listen in the car if you uh, 
don't have a lot of time. Yeah, the old classic two-night special from Biggie. <clears throat> Biggie, are you coming on MLK, dude? I hope so. Uh, speaking of MLK, we're playing up at Adatash, uh January 5th. It's January 5th. That is the completely uh, wrong date. It's January 19th. <laughs> it's MLK weekend. It's not January 5th, idiot. Uh, January 19th, Paul, Phil, and I will be doing an encore performance in New England at Adatash, as we always do on Martin Luther King weekend, which I actually missed the trip last year. First time in 14 years, 13 years that I missed the uh, infamous MLK trip um, that I know I've actually talked about on this podcast before. And I think what I'm going to do at that trip is actually uh, maybe bring a laptop and some recording gear and do like like pop-up interviews with all the people that have attended the trip or something like that. We do a big uh, beer pong tournament. It's it's a it's inside baseball for my friend group, but uh, maybe I'll I'll let the podcast listeners in on what it's like to be on the MLK trip uh, in 2019. Um, anyway, hey, how are we all doing? Welcome to the podcast. <clears throat> this is episode 32. Uh, it's exciting. This is um, a couple days late, but you know, I. Uh, have been putting uh, to be to be one hundred percent honest. I've been putting off doing this podcast because I'm trying to wrap up the Harry Potter series. <laughs> that's that's the only reason why. Um, I'm on the last book. I had a bit of a marathon reading session this morning, and I have a hundred pages left. And <sighs> shit is going down. I'm not going to talk about it too much, um, but it is. Uh, I'm sad. I'm honestly sad that the series is coming to an end. I'll have to watch the the movies or something, but I feel like after I finish these last hundred pages, I'm just going to need to have to like sit and reflect and, and exit the wizarding world <laughs> for a little bit because I just, uh, I need a break. Um, it's just too much, too heavy, too heavy to handle. Um, DJ Tone in the house. What up, dude? We should chat, DJ Tone, because I feel like we should have you DJing on one of these Opus shows. And I know I've actually talked about it back and forth during the podcast, but we haven't actually like talked about it via text or something. Um, but maybe, yeah, we should have to. We should like figure something out. Anyway, um, I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. I had a great Thanksgiving. We uh, <clears throat> we um, had a wedding booked the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And this wedding actually made me a little bit nervous, not because of the couple or the crowd or anything like that. It was, uh, I just haven't done a wedding any. Oh yeah. I will hit you up after I, after I finish up, we should, uh, we should, uh, figure something out tone. That's DJ tone. Everybody. If you're just listening, legendary North shore native, uh, and, great friend and fantastic DJ. So he, you hear, you heard it here first, DJ tone making a special appearance at Opus in December. Um, but yeah, so we had a wedding booked. So it was uh, the first thing I thought of when I booked the wedding was like, Oh, this is great. Like I can have Paul and Phil come down. I can pay them and come down. Uh, he is a Peabody legend. Speaking of Peabody legends, Paul Dumas came down for Thanksgiving. Um, so we had the wedding booked. And I was like, this is great. I can pay you guys to come down for Thanksgiving. We can, uh, you can all spend it in Nashville. We can do the turkey trot. And um, 
Tina's making some weird noises back here. Um, and we can do Thanksgiving here because of the wedding. Sorry, I'm getting, as you know, sidetracked once again. So we had this wedding and, um, man, I, I haven't emceed a wedding in a long time. So it's just, it, it can be a lot of pressure. And especially this one was an hour from Nashville. I was playing at the cocktail hour and the reception. So we needed to bring two different PA systems, um, which luckily Grant Garland, who plays with me regularly, uh, was on the gig and he has a really great PA system. <clears throat> so he was kind enough to bring it for the reception. And then uh, shout out to Jed from Bose. He, uh, Jed is the, um, the Bose rep down here in Nashville. And anytime I need a, a, like a stick, like a Bose stick, those systems for like an acoustic performance, he is always, um, always letting me borrow them. So we had to bring out two PAs and then, um, the band just like never, I, I had played with everybody in this band. It was Nicole Boggs who recorded on the most recent record grant. As I just said, Paul Dumas came down a uh, longtime friend and uh, the Hamilton brothers, Hinky and Tehran. So we had this like kick ass band for this wedding, and I was like pumped. Um, but it's just like a lot of moving parts, you know. And it's the holiday weekend. Uh, Tommy Leland, Flying Buffaloes, what up, dude? Um, so, but everything went great. The couple, the the beauty of doing weddings when the couple is laid back is that like you're not dealing with the bridezilla or a crazy planner or anything like that. Um, which, luckily, in my experience of doing weddings, I've probably done like maybe twenty now, including like cocktail hours and receptions and and ceremonies and stuff. Like, I don't think I have ever dealt with a crazy bride in my entire experience or really a crazy couple at all. Um, there's been a couple weird things that have happened at the weddings. Like you'll always have a crazy uncle, um, who wants to get on stage and sing with you. Or there's always like every wedding, there's always the one guy who like is kind of a musician, but not really, but he just kind of wants to speak the language. So he's like, what is that? A, a Martin? It's like, yeah, it's a Martin. It says Martin on the headstock. He's like, Oh, I, I thought it was a tailor. I play tailors. It's like, cool. So you just wanted to let me know that you play music. Cool. But I, I mean, like it's always that weird stuff, but typically I, I don't think I've ever dealt with a crazy bride. And this wedding was no different. Lauren and JP, like the coolest couple. And I met Lauren because she actually, we worked together at Zany's. Um, and when she mentioned she got engaged, she needed a band. We worked together. That's how it happened. Um, and man, it was just a great excuse to like get some friends down here to Nashville for Thanksgiving. And it was awesome. Uh, Paul came down and Kate and Bob. Gene Hartnett, what's happening? Tell John and Wes I said, hey, Gene Hartnett, I know is going to be front row at Opus both nights. Two nights. Two night pass. <laughs> yeah, so as, as John Fury just said here, Biggie. Um, one of the perks of having your friends here is the last, last year I did, it was my first year with Trevor. Actually, we did the Turkey trot here in Nashville. So it's a five mile or what is it? Eight K or eight miles. So eight K is five miles. Eight miles is eight miles, obviously. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'm going to do the eight mile one, but I don't know. 
I just decided against it. Save ten bucks on the race registration or something. But um, yeah, Paul, Kate, and myself, we did it. We just trotted. No racing here. We just you know trotted along. It was nice. It was good. We like the night before ate a big pasta dinner. Did the turkey trot the next day, and uh, a good friend of mine who shall remain nameless who was playing out in Colorado the week before, brought back a chocolate bar and we ate some of that. And it was, uh, it made Thanksgiving very interesting (laughs) to say the least, but we didn't burn the Turkey. I should probably post a picture of our Turkey. It was a good joint effort. The Turkey was bought at Costco. And then Dan, my roommate who was on the podcast episode 31 and myself, did the old tag team cook of the turkey. I prepped it. He put it in the oven. We checked it together. And uh, it was nice. He made a nice tin foil tent for the turkey. And we did it. And it was good. Paul made the stuffing. Emma made the mashed potatoes. Kate yelled at us the whole time. <laughs> Kate, uh, what did she make? Bob made something. Bob made something, and then Kate made something, but I forget what it was. Dan, oh yeah, Dan made his world-famous green bean casserole, which was nice. D-Fran, what's happening, dude? Are you coming to Opus December 14th, 15th, two-night pass? Um, Yeah, and then uh, we ate, and then Bob fell asleep. We actually, you know what we did, which was like kind of random? We played uh, pumpkin bowling, so we got a bunch of beer cans put them on my sidewalk and just like we had like three pumpkins we had a big orange one we had like one of those weird little like white ones and then a tiny little pumpkin just played pumpkin bowling on the street after eating an edible it was nice it was great the weather was nice was like 65 70 it was your classic beautiful nashville thanksgiving and it was all made possible because lauren and jp mcdaniel had their wedding on the weekend. So thank you guys. I'm so happy for you, Lauren and JP, by the way. Um, it was just an amazing wedding. It was an amazing crew, by the way. Like I've definitely, I, like I was saying before, I've never had like a crazy bride or a crazy groom, but we've definitely played at weddings before where like the crowd is just not digging, like dancing, which can make it very weird for the band. Cause you're like trying to get everyone pumped up and <clears throat> you know, it's a celebration, but Sometimes people are just like, they don't like to booze, so they don't like to dance. But this was not that. It was a party from the second we did intros all the way to the very end. So it was a great wedding. The only thing that was weird, it was at this old mill in like East Tennessee. Like it was called Smithville, Tennessee, Um, just an hour east of Nashville. And it was a great venue, but where where the band was and where the tables were set up, I mean, we walked in, we're just like, how are we going to fit a six-piece band in this small little area? Um, But luckily, it was tiny. Like, I don't know if you've ever been to Toad in Cambridge, but every time I see a small area where the band is going to play, all I do is think about Toad, and I'm like, if we could fit on the Toad stage, we can fit anywhere. And granted, we only fit three people on the Toad stage, but I, I always think of that place. Um, so we got, the band got real intimate and we, luckily the staff was super cool and they let us like move a couple tables, like an inch either side, not an inch, a foot either side. And, uh, 
luckily we made it work. So we had, we're a six piece band. We had three in the back, three in the front. And, uh, I couldn't do any of my David Lee Roth kicks, but you know, sometimes you just have to make some sacrifices for the greater good, as they say. Um, but man, yeah, great crew. The only bummer, well, one of the only bummer about this wedding was that I actually couldn't use the new amp, which is really not a big deal. So I got this new amp. Actually, let me show you here on if you can see it on Instagram. Check that out. So. I'll show you here on Facebook too, this badass. So you can see on the top. <clears throat> so what I got, I think I've, I talked about it on, on a couple of episodes ago. I got, I did a trade for my Princeton. <clears throat> Excuse me. I did a trade for my Princeton for a uh, 68 Bandmaster head. And uh, this head is kick ass. But obviously if you have a guitar amp head, you need to have a cab to plug it into to play through so it actually makes sound because the heads don't have speakers. Which, this all was a suggestion of Jules Belmont and uh, Gabe Viani. So, what I did was bring the amp head to a guy that Jules referred to me, uh, Kevin Shaw, who is like the best in the business when it comes to amp building. And I didn't even really know this was a possibility, but you can take the head. I know I've talked about this before, so bear with me again. But, um... You could take the head and have it built into a cab. So what I did was have this head built into a 15-inch speaker cab. Um, so I was so pumped because it was like it was done a couple days before the wedding, and I'm like, "This is great! It's like a three three and a half hour gig. I can play it. I can mess with it, and like kind of get my get get my sea legs with the old bandmaster." And we get to the venue, and the venue is tiny. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to use this amp in here because we can barely fit, like, the drum set. And, and Hinky had a really big, big amp as well. So luckily, Grant Garland, he, he, when he comes to wedding gigs, he brings two little Blues Juniors, and he hooks them up together, and that's, like, his rig. But because the room was so small... Um, he lent me one of his. So I actually just used a smaller blues deluxe and left the bandmaster in the car, which was the right call because, you know, I, I think we saved a foot of space with this amp. Um, but man, I was kind of bummed that I couldn't use the amp, but I know. I, so I think it looks like the maiden voyage is going to be December 8th at the true music room, which is cool, I guess, to like have the maiden voyage be on an original gig. Um, because I can see how it sounds actually over the songs that I wrote and not the ones that uh, are just cover songs. But weddings, sometimes you can just let it rip. Uh, so that was a bit of a bummer. But it was a great gig otherwise. Like playing with Grant, Grant just like knows a million songs and Nicole Boggs is like an amazing singer. So like typically when we do weddings with Paul, Phil, and myself, like I sing 100% of the time. Um, so this is one of the first weddings or maybe even the first that I didn't have to sing that much. So I probably sang like 15 songs out of like 40, which was great because we did a bunch of random stuff that I had never done, like Uptown Funk and like, uh, what is it? This is how we do it. Montel Jordan um, and like Natural Woman and all this type of stuff that like, they're just great songs, but I've never played before. Uh which was just like fun. It's it's fun sometimes too because like normally I'm singing. Normally, always I'm always singing. Um, 
so it's nice to just kind of sit back and be the guitarist at gigs. Um, especially now that I'm doing a lot of solo stuff too. It's just like nice to sit back and play guitar and just kind of focus on that and not be like the guy in the front, you know? Oh yeah. This is how we do it. That one out of all of the songs that we played, that one easily was the the biggest hit in the wedding. I think that one and actually uh you know what song was actually really cool was uh Ain't It Fun by Paramore. Um I I've always secretly loved that song and I never really knew it was like such an anthem. Um until we played it at this wedding and we just like stopped and then uh what is it? There's Ain't nobody that you're on your own in the real world. Go, oh, don't go crying to your mom. That that part, like we stopped the song and everyone just kept singing it. And then we just like the band kicked in again. And it was just like, it was a celebration. It was wild. But I didn't realize how like well known that song was. I just thought it was like Neil Taylor loved it. And uh, he made us listen to it in the car. And I eventually started to like Paramore after that. <laughs> But so all things considered, great Thanksgiving, great wedding. Um, and now I'm back to doing a bunch of gigs. I had a weird gig the other night. It was at, uh, I've been doing these, a bunch of private stuff at Old Red here in Nashville on, on Broadway. And it's, it's kick ass. Just like great staff, um, great venue. It's, it's always like cool events. Um, but I, this is, it's such, so trivial. Like, and in the moment, I was, it was frustrating, but I also realized like it was not, um, what is it later, later, Biggie. I'll miss you. I'll see you on Snapchat. Um, one of those moments, like when you're playing a gig, like my battery was going in my acoustic and then like the, like the monitors were all weird. It sounded like it was out of phase. Just like one of these gigs that like was really my fault why it wasn't going well, like my battery was going, which meant my tuner wasn't working and I was tuned down a half step because some of the, when I do a lot of acoustic gigs, I'll typically tune down a half step just to like save my voice a little bit. <clears throat> but I, uh, like everything was going wrong with my guitar. It was just out of, out of tune the, the whole time. It was luckily it was only an hour set, but out of tune the whole time. Um, the battery was going, so it sounded like, and then the, the sound guy had my guitar like super over compressed. So it was like, it just sounded like a distorted acoustic guitar and I was playing just sound. I was just like getting really frustrated with it. And I'm like, you know what? It, it was, it was a crowd of like 250 like men and women over the age of 70, like a bus tour. So I was trying to, th <laughs> I was trying to think of like the oldest songs that I know. And I was just like, all I know is like three Buck Owen songs. And then like some classic rock songs that are popular. Like, I don't know, like can't you see and like proud Mary and like, the, I was trying to like dig real deep. Um, but I ended up making it through and a lady came up to me after and she was like, Oh, my dad used to always sing, uh, together again by buck owens and, I, and i've always loved that song and you sounded great she gave me a five dollar tip and i'm like okay at least i didn't sound like shit to them and that's like the big takeaway from that gig was like you know you could as long as you don't acknowledge that shit is going wrong with your equipment or your voice 
or your performance. Sometimes you're just not feeling it. Like as long as you just kind of be a professional, you know, and hammer through it and just kind of like deal with the adversity as it's coming. No one's really gonna know. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's like, I've always, I, the first time I ever noticed this actually was we played at a, uh, like a VFW hall in Lynn and we opened for bad rabbits. And I always remember this because we played, it was like, I think it was me, Paul Biscuit, who was on saxophone with us at the time, and Neil. And it was a, yeah, it was a four piece. And I just remember like the sound was terrible, like everything, like nothing was really working on this, on the show at all. And I just remember it affected my performance in a way that like I knew we sucked and I performed like I knew we sucked. And then uh, Bad Rabbits got on after us and just like, jumped on the stage like literally running start jumped on the stage kicked ass completely and i'm like man how is this band kicking so much ass through the same pa system that we were playing through like 30 minutes ago and that was the moment that i like really truly understood professionalism you know like the show must go on the equipment might suck you know the catering might not be good um your equipment might not be working uh your voice might not be good. You might be sick, but you have to perform like it's uh, like it's any other show. You have to be a pro, and being a pro means showing up on time, being nice to the sound guy, even though he might be the one uh, that might not be up to speed with what's happening. Most of the time, it's I would say ninety percent of the time, it's the artist. It's just the artist being a dick, but um, it's just being a pro. And I learned it. I remember watching bad rabbits in that moment being like man these guys know how to perform under any circumstances and uh i thought of that at this like random bus tour performance they just wanted like an acoustic artist to sing songs and i was treating it you know in my head like it was madison square garden because i I obviously always want to sound as best as i can but you know it's my fault that I didn't stop and get a nine volt battery before the show. So it's my fault that the guitar sounded like shit. So I had to just go through it. And then like, it just ended up being fine. You know, it ended up always, it always works out. And I've, I did that last night too. This one was, uh, the first one was Tuesday. Uh, what is it? First one was Tuesday. Second one was Wednesday. I bought four nine volts. So I'm pretty much covered until probably the summer of next year with nine volts, which is exciting. Lesson learned. And I got a deal at Walgreens on these Energizer uh, four batteries for like 12 bucks. What a score. And uh, lesson learned. But I did the next night. Voice sounded great. um, And uh, guitar sounded awesome as well. And that's the lesson. Just, you know, keep your equipment working. And if it doesn't, uh, just the show must go on. Always, the show always must go on. Um, and I think that's it for today. So thank you guys for tuning into the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, this one, I'm going to pop it up online within the next hour. So if you are iTunes listeners, um, if you're not iTunes listeners, subscribe to the podcast. The link is actually right there uh, to 
iTunes and SoundCloud, um, or you can visit rosslivermore.com and you can subscribe there. So thank you guys once again. Uh, December 8th, True Music Room, and December 14th, 15th at Opus. Hopefully I'll see all of you there, all of your smiling faces there. And uh, thanks again for tuning into the podcast, and we will see you next time. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.